This is Corey Dillon. This is Isaiah Stanback. This is DB Elijah Jackson. Hi, I'm Kevin Gogan. Yo, what's going on, y'all? It's Thaddeus Dixon. Hello, my name is Lincoln Kennedy, former player at University of Washington, former NFL player. And you're listening to the Bow Down Podcast. And you're listening to the Bow Down Podcast. And y'all listening to the Bow Down Podcast. And this is the Bow Down Podcast. And you're listening to the Bow Down Podcast. You are listening to the Bow Down Podcast. And it's coming from the legend, the one and only. One of one. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Bow Down Podcast. Our next guest here on the Bow Down Podcast played in a reserve role for the Huskies this season where he logged playing time in 14 of 15 games, recording 26 tackles, an interception, and six pass breakups at the cornerback position. He'll be playing an important role this upcoming season as part of that secondary for our Huskies. It gives me much pleasure in welcoming Thaddeus Dixon to the Bow Down Podcast. Thaddeus, welcome and thank you for your time. How are we doing today? Man, I'm doing good, man. I can't complain. I appreciate y'all for having me on. Of course, of course. Now, we all know how the season, unfortunately, ended with the loss in the national championship game. Uh, but nonetheless, still a remarkable season and 14-1 and Pac-12 champs. Yeah. Last season of the Pac-12 existence, we beat Oregon twice, which is always a plus. Yes, so all in all, still one hell of a season. And now just talk to me about your overall thoughts on this past season. Do you have any favorite moments, favorite memories, you know, just being a part of something so great like that team was? Yeah, uh, I got a lot of great memories and just times from this team. Like this team was, it was super special and like, I don't want, like, for how it to end, like, to overplay, like, what we really did because we really made history for real. And I feel like this team accomplished so much. So, like, just to let, like, these past couple weeks, like, you know, steer everybody's focus from the great season we had, I feel like, you know, it's kind of – it's challenging for us, the players. But, you know, I, I had a lot of great moments this uh, this season, man, honestly. I mean, it, it was so many. It was so much fun. But if I had to choose, man, it was definitely, man, that, that missed kick against Oregon. Oh, I think that's everybody's favorite. Yeah, I, I mean, you can't really go wrong there. Like, I mean, it's just that's just things you just dream about as kids. You know, it's completely out of your control, and you just on the sideline, you watching like yeah. you gonna make it and miss, and shit, he missed. So that was definitely one of my my favorite moments. Uh, one of the other things you got to do this season, playing along some other great DBs like yourself, Jabbar Muhammad, Eliza Jackson, who we had previously on the podcast, Dominique Hampton. Must have been fun. Talk to me about the competitive nature of that defensive back group and what it meant to be an important contributor to that group in the secondary. Yeah, nah. It, it's like knowing who came before us, it's just a blessing to be even in that room. But, like, how competitive we are as a group. I mean, we competed in everything. Basketball, ping pong. It could be who who could get answered the test the fastest, who could do anything the fastest. We competed in everything, and we were always so stubborn with each other, but that's just what pushed us to get better and better each day. So I feel like, man, it was it, it was a blessing to be in a room like that because everybody's on the up and up. Now, you had one, uh, a different route than a lot of other players that got recruited, obviously yeah. playing at the junior college ranks at Long Beach City College for 
even those Husky fans that don't even know that you came from the junior college level, that you were ranked the number 44 junior college player in the country, number eight junior college cornerback overall. So how was that journey? How, how was that journey? And how has that journey, you know, got you to where you are right now? Um, shit, man, that journey, it was rough. Like, <laughs> I, I ain't gonna lie, like, I graduated during the COVID and that time was crazy. And like, you know, trying to find a school to get to after high school, no, you don't want to stop playing, but you know, you got to deal with real life. So man, the, the Juco route was tough, but I feel like it just hardened my skin and just, it made me a, a better person overall off the field. I feel like then as a player, it did on the field because, you know, on the field, that's the easy stuff, but you know, going through the trials and tribulations off the field, you know, trying to find how you going to eat, where you going to stay at, like, you know, the Cali Juco, there's no scholarships, no nothing, so you got to pay for your schooling and, and your housing and all that stuff, so, you know, it was tough, but, you know, to get here, honestly, it's a blessing, man, it's, it's honestly a blessing, I'm grateful to the old staff for, you know, taking a shot on the kid from Juco. Yeah, and that is, there's been, for lack of a better term, a ton of changing that's happened with the program over the last few weeks. Players heading to the NFL draft, declaring draft eligible, a bunch of your teammates hitting the transfer portal, heading to different schools across the country, some coaching changes. As we know, Coach DeBoer heading to Alabama, Coach Fish coming in from Arizona. I know it could be a bit touchy, but any thoughts on the coaching change? Any reactions to Coach Fish's first meeting and, and what your thoughts are, the direction that the program's going in? Yeah, um, I, I personally, I met with Coach Fish and – he he's a good dude. Um, me personally, I'm I'm bought in. Like I heard what he had to say, and he's not staring. He's not coming here for it to be a, a rebuild year or you know a, a bump in the road year. Like nah, he's coming in to you feel me get this thing back rolling upwards, trending upwards. So I feel like you know the dudes who who are gonna stick it out, like they all believe in him, and like you know it's it's gonna be a good year. Uh, now, now here's the question that we ask everybody that comes on and that's a guest on our show. So based on the cornerback position, we'll, we'll go to defensive back. So we'll make it an even broader category. I bet. So give me your top five Husky defensive backs of all time. I, me personally, my top five, I got to go Buda Baker at number one. Okay. Okay. I like Marcus Peters at number two. All right, all right. I like Sidney Jones at number three. Sidney Jones, the Cali Cat. Um, I like um, what's twenty four name? Taylor Rapp. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I like Taylor Rapp. Uh, I, he was he was a big time ball player. Uh oh, oh, oh no no no. My list is man. I I need Byron Murphy at one. Byron. Murphy <laughs> okay. At one. okay. Byron Murphy at one. I'm everybody else moved down one. Yeah, everybody else moved down one. We're going to put Byron at one, and then that's where right. it's right there. All right. Can we expect maybe after next season, Thaddeus Dixon being on that top five list? Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. <laughs> We're like going to be in the play, man. We ain't going to say too much now, but, yeah, we got something in store. Yeah, well, yeah. Can we we get a little humble first. Got to stay a little humble. Yeah. You feel me? I know my time come. I didn't wait it out, but, you know, this year, this is my year. Absolutely. What can what can we expect from you? What can we expect from the secondary, the Huskies defense next year? I know there's going to be a lot of hungry people. I know Elijah yesterday said that he's coming back. Cab Fam is going to be coming back. Cam Fab, I mean, excuse me. 
you're going to be an integral part to that defense, especially that secondary. What can we expect? What's your outlook on this upcoming season? Uh, no drop-off. Uh, I feel like we're going to be better as a secondary. You know, we're going to bring some guys in, and we're going to be more well-rounded and a lot of plays on the ball. You know, we're going into a new conference, so, you know, they're going to probably try to try us vertical, and you feel me? But we'll, we'll be able to hold up. It's going to be it's gonna be a good year. Nice. What can we expect? What is your offseason looking like? Are there any rest and relaxation? Are we jumping right into practices, hitting the gym? What, what's your offseason like right now? Uh, the, the resting is over with. So we, we back to work now. I mean, it's anywhere. Every other team in the country who didn't play in the national championship has been working out. So, you feel me? In order to get back where we want to be, I mean, the work, the work's already started. Uh, now, anything you want to plug on your way out? Where can Husky Nation and all our listeners of the Bow Down podcast find you on social media? Anything not football related that you want to plug in? Anything football related that you want to plug in? Yeah, y'all can uh, follow me on Instagram at Bossman Boomin. Uh, shout out my boys from LA. Shout out Jersey. Shout out Machine. Shout out Holla. I love my <laughs> mom and dad, man. Go dogs. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And then one last thing, Thaddeus, if you could just introduce yourself and then say you're listening to the Bow Down podcast, you can add anything you want before or after. But I'm just gonna use that. We'll chop that up afterwards and add it to our intro. All right, let's do it. I really appreciate you, Thaddeus. Thanks for hopping on with us today. Yeah, I appreciate y'all, boys. Good oh, luck yeah. next year, man. Keep working hard. Yes, sir. Yes, it's, sir. It's, it's the year right here. Oh, yeah. We've been rooting for you, bro. I, yeah. I'm already know Y'all boys been tuned in. I, I'm, I'm going to show y'all something for sure. Ah, for sure. Right. Bet, yeah. brother. Appreciate you. John, what a great interview with Thaddeus Dixon earlier today. Shout out Thad coming on, talking some shop, talking some Huskies secondary with us here on the Bad Down Podcast. But what I want to do is I want to talk a little bit about what's going on with Mel Kuyper and if he's and if he's okay in the head because he released his first mock draft earlier today on ESPN.com. And there's a lot of things, you know, we're expecting to be there. Obviously, Caleb Williams going one overall to the Chicago Bears. That's kind of set in stone unless the Bears trade out of that position. But some surprises I'll get to in a minute. Um, I know you looked over the mock draft as well. There's two names missing from this mock draft that are really bothering me. Um, first one, edge rusher Braylon Trice, probably the best edge rusher coming out of college football this season. John, not on Mel Kuyper Jr.'s first round mock draft 1.0. Thoughts on Trice? No, it's, it's ridiculous. I've been, I'm, I'm, a, I love the mock drafts. I love reading the mock drafts. I love seeing potentially where all these players could go. I love seeing potentially who could end up with the Dallas Cowboys. I like to see potentially who goes in the top 10. So if you come out with a mock draft and you're missing four Washington football players on that mock draft i will get into the other ones in, in a little bit or the other name in a little bit but if you don't have rome's a lock let's face it rome's the number one he's the number one guy that should be going the earliest out of anybody there's another name that should be going and uh, right after him and then troy fontanu and braylon trice should be you know, ending that first round, wherever they may land. But yeah. if they don't, if they're missing those four players, I don't even like it. I don't validate it. And I think whoever wrote it 
really doesn't follow football that much. Yeah, so we have on Mel Kuyper Jr.'s mock draft, number one, Caleb William going to the Bears. Number two, Jaden Daniels going to the Washington Commanders. Number three, Drake May out of UNC going to the New England Patriots. So quarterback, 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 one, two, three. You have Rome projected at number nine, which is right around where we see him at least top 10. I was thinking eight or lower, Um, but he's going potentially in this mock draft to the Chicago Bears. So that's a nice combination of young offensive weapons going to Chicago. Caleb Williams, Roma Dunze, you still have DJ Moore there. That's a nice one, two, three punch. But John, number 16 to Seattle in Mel Kuyper's mock draft, Michigan quarterback J.J. McCarthy. Um, And to kind of prelude into this conversation we're having, Michael Penix Jr., not anywhere to be found on Mel Kuyper's first-round mock draft. So first and foremost, what rubs me the wrong way, Penix is not on the first round at all, but a Seattle professional team going Michigan starting quarterback over Penix, who spent the better part of the last two years in Seattle. Thoughts on Penix, not in the mock draft. I think it's terrible because you've seen all these analysts and all these mocks come out after the Sugar Bowl game. That's like, wow, Penix is great. He needs to go top five. And then all those mocks came out having him go top five, and he was the second-rated quarterback all of a sudden. And now after one bad game where it really didn't all fall on him, it was kind of a team effort losing that championship game. Now you completely take him out of the first round, and now you completely put somebody else in a spot where he should be going to Seattle. J.J. McCarthy's a glorified game manager where he really, you put him right on par with Michael Penix. It's not even close. And there we go again. We talked to Mario Bailey about it. We talked about almost every legend that we've talked to. We've we've talked about the Pac-12 bias, how nobody really likes the West Coast football teams. So you can even argue that that's, that's at play right now at this point. But it's ridiculous and Michael Penix Jr. deserves to go in the first round early to mid first round has Michael Penix's name written all over it he was arguably the best quarterback in the country last year J.D. Daniels played himself into the number two overall pick I think Michael Penix is way better than him I'm reading another mock draft here also posted on ESPN.com. This is, let me pull up the correct name. This is Jordan Reed's first round mock draft. So again, not as distinguished or sought after as Mel Kuyper, who's been doing this before the internet existed. But Jordan Reed, another respected NFL draft analyst on ESPN, has Rome going six to the Giants, which is where I was thinking along the lines. They need that 1A wide receiver. Whoever's throwing the ball in New York or in New Jersey, to be honest, um, they need somebody that to be that 1A receiver they haven't had since Odell Beckham left New York. Um, he has Troy Fontanu going 16 overall to the Seahawks. 
So I like that pick. We know we like that pick. And on his mock draft, he has Braylon Trice. Very interesting pick here. Going 28 to the Detroit Lions. Wow. To line up opposite of wow. um, Aiden Hutchinson. How about two edges for the next 10 years there? A lot of energy right there. A lot of energy. Um, we're going to continue monitoring mock drafts and what people are projecting. Obviously, there could be draft day or previous to draft day trades when it comes to the NFL draft. But um, we're hoping to get some media passes for the NFL draft combine to go check out our boys work out at the combine in Indianapolis. But we'll let you know about all that when we know all about that. John, I know you have some updates on the transfer portal, people coming, people going at UW. What do you have for us? Yeah, you know, we talked about it on our recap of everything last episode. So we were getting a little worried, you know, why aren't these Arizona recruits coming to Washington? What's going on with Jed Fish? Why isn't he bringing his players with him? But we spoke too soon. And a couple days ago, they just all started committing like crazy. We got commitments from cornerback Jordan Shaw, transfer from Indiana who was going to go to Arizona. He's coming with Jed Fish now over to Washington. We have, honestly, my favorite one, Demond Williams, which trickled down a little bit. We'll get into that in a, in, in a, in a second. But absolute superstar quarterback, small stature. We still don't have a quarterback on the roster, a scholarship quarterback at least, on the roster. So he's all well more than fighting for playing time right now, coming in as a true freshman. But Elite 11 finalist, All-American, every accolade you can have as a high school quarterback. Then you have three-star running back Adam Muhammad, another incoming freshman. You have Jonah Coleman, a huge get for this team. Honorable honorable mention, all Pac-12 a season ago, ran for over 1,000 yards, 12 touchdowns. Um, if Cam Davis ends up staying, that will be a crazy one-two punch. And now we got some incoming freshmen that are leaving the Washington Huskies and entering the transfer portal, one that holds close to our heart, friend of the program, one of our favorite recruits coming in. Demarcus Davis has entered the transfer portal. He said, however, he is open to coming back to Washington, but right now he's keeping his options open. So I think that would be one hell of a quarterback competition if he does end up coming back between him and Demond Williams, kind of like the two of the top 15 quarterbacks in the incoming freshman class battling out to be the starting quarterback for the Huskies because just like Pete Carroll used to always said, Competition breeds championships. And then also you have Komori House entering the transfer portal, Peyton Waters entering the transfer portal, Omar Khan now entering the transfer portal, and Joshua Laird entering the transfer portal, all incoming freshmen, all keeping their options open. Yeah, we're going to have to keep a monitor to it. We're going to have to keep our eyes peeled. It's for lack of a better term right now, because of the situation that Washington's been in put in in the last two and a half, three weeks, it's a revolving door. And I can't blame anybody for, you know, committing to us four months ago, three months ago, three weeks ago, and then possibly changing their commitment based off of the coaching change. Um, as you and I heard moments ago, speaking with Thaddeus Dixon, he met with Coach Fish 
he's feeling Coach Vicious vibes. And even he said, and I, I think he said something along the lines of, this isn't like a, a, a pause year. We're going to continue the momentum. We're going to continue moving forward. We're going to continue keeping that same level of play that the Huskies have been used to these last two years. Um, and I think, you know, what Coach Fish is preaching, he's doing something right so far, bringing some of those boys that he had committed down in Arizona up to Seattle with him. And I think we're going to continue to build that momentum. Hey, worst case scenario, it's a super young roster. And you develop one or two stud players who are going to be with us playing for the next three, four years. So, you know, worst case scenario is it's a young roster and, you know, you've already been on the, on the books to guarantee a bowl game. So I'm aligned with that as you, as your podcast co-host here, but you know, it's, it's, we're going to have a little bit of patience in this off season to see what the roster shakeups could be because you and I don't have crystal balls. We don't understand what's going on in the future yet. We just got to take it day by day and we'll continue bringing that information to the bow down podcast listeners day by day too. John, anything else you want to add? No, like you said, uh, that was probably my favorite thing that, that Thaddeus said was, you know, that he really liked what Jed Fish was saying and, and he really bought into it and that it's, they're not going out next year thinking that it's going to be a real rebuild year. They're going out and they're still going to compete at the highest level, going to try to get back to that championship game. So, I mean, I'll, there is a lot of owns on this team, on this roster, but that's a great attitude to have because, unfortunately, that's where everyone's mind goes. Like, oh, great, we have to start over. Oh, great, we have to start over. Not in today's modern-day college football world where you have the transfer portal and you have these quarterbacks coming in from the high school level ready to compete at the Division One level more than ever before. So, I mean, it's going to be fun. We're super excited to bring you all this content right now up into the uh, combine, draft, spring practice, fall camp, leading up to the first game of the season. So we're very excited. We're very uh, optimistic about this football team, and we, we just we're ready to get after it, and we can't wait. There's a lot of new faces in a lot of new places. It's the same team. It's a new conference. There's new players. There's new coaches, there's new developmental staff and graduate assistants, but there's going to be one constant all through this offseason and into next season. You know what that is, John? That's the Bow Down Podcast. Yes, sir! We're going to be here day in and day out, week in and week out, supporting our boys in Seattle, regardless of what's going on. We're here to help you guys, the Bow Down Podcast listeners, understand and get that information and get that insight that, listen, let's be honest, nobody else right now is interviewing Corey Dillon and Mario Bailey and Lincoln Kennedy. Nobody's getting those guys to talk Huskies football. Isaiah Stanback, Thaddeus Dixon, Elijah Jackson, the list goes on. We're going to continue talking to current and former Husky legends about insight on this program. And who knows, maybe a couple weeks from now, we'll be talking to Jed Fish himself. <laughs> John, always a pleasure, my friend. You can follow us here on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify Podcasts, on social media, at the Bow Down Podcast on Instagram, at Bow Down Podcast on Twitter. 
Once again, we're the Bad Out Podcast. We appreciate everyone tuning in, listening, subscribing, liking, commenting, and following us on those social media channels. For John, I'm Joe. This is the Bad Out Podcast. Yes, sir.